423 Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. My name is Jim, a.k.a. Chattagooner. Hey, this is Todd, the great footballer on the other end. So, Todd, we're kind of in a holding pattern right now, waiting for, we're just sitting, waiting for news of schedules, and every once in a while we get a player announcement. So, what are you doing to bide your time uh, in between announcements? Uh, Praying for snow. Praying for snow? I don't understand like how the entire like three quarters of the country can be under snow and I'm sitting here and I'm under rain. Like yeah. it's the weather's terrible right now. And yeah. I'm I'm kinda like in I'm kinda like in that winter low point where like today I just packed it in and I watched a movie all day and I started a fire and I just that was all I did. It was I didn't feel compelled to do anything else whatsoever. But is that a problem? I don't know. It's just confusing. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season to get here. I'm ready to have some real uh, like substance to talk about, and yeah. you know, and and quit like you know talking about. Uh, I guess making conversation about things that I feel like aren't super important. Yeah, along the lines of making conversation, that's not really important. Well, no, this is very important. We have new players to talk about. I don't know. Well. Yeah, that's true. Plus, if, if we didn't talk about unimportant stuff, then we were, really wouldn't have much of a podcast. <laughs> I mean, what would what would um, what would our listener listen to? Probably better podcasts. Probably, well, yeah, well, yeah, probably. So we've got two new players. The one that I am most excited about. Can you guess of the two? Which one? Uh, the one with the hokey background. Uh, well, yes. And by hokey, and by hokey, I don't mean you know uh, fake. Okay, that that's just not that's rude. Yes, I mean that's who I'm excited about, but not necessarily because he spent several years in the great town of Blacksburg and went to Virginia Tech, not Virginia Tech University, just Virginia Tech. Thank you. He's also left-footed. A left-footed left back. Oh, you've been waiting for this. It's almost like a it's almost like a late Christmas gift or yes. a really early Christmas gift. Yeah, and based on the the limited video I've watched of him, he really really likes to go forward. So probably okay at wing back as well. I haven't seen any of his defensive uh, defensive videos, so I'll, I'll have to look for that because you know defenders need to do that. Your outside backs need to defend at some point, but. He's got a good cross. Let's be on. honest. There's not really, there's not. It's not really near as sexy uh, watching, you know, left backs tackle uh, as opposed to if you can show one getting forward and scoring goals. I understand, and the, and that's what his highlights are showing. They're scoring goals. They're putting in good crosses. So that's that's what the, that's the videos I've seen. But you know, he is a left back, and therefore he needs to be able to defend. So. Uh, he uh, apparently was drafted to Sporting KC, played at Virginia Tech for a while. There, it's a decent, it's a decent men's men's program at at uh, VT. So I'm excited. We have a left back. We have a left back. We don't need to play people out of position at at left uh, wing back anymore, or left fullback. We've got somebody who can play that play that role. So I'm happy about that. 
And oh, well, you know what? We we went all this time and we never said his name. Yeah, so obviously, so before we started recording, we were uh, going back and forth about how to properly pronounce his name, and it was of such importance we just about go- just <laughs> completed the segment about him without mentioning without mentioning his name. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll go ahead and and uh, and and butcher it. So it's James Kosick. Is that what we're going with? Kosick. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Kasick. Is a s or z. Kasik? I'm going with the S. Yeah, I'm going with the S sound. Kasik. Okay. Well, at some Keep point, simple. At some point, well, you know, it took me. I mean, I'm still not entirely convinced how to how to pronounce uh, Brian Bement's last name. It's Bement, right? I want to say Bement, which I think is wrong. So it's Bement, right? I mean, he's only played for us for I'm about a go year. The other way, I, I'm going to go the other way with it, and that way, at least we're going to be right half the time. Yeah, I'm going to go Bement. You go Bement, and I'll go Bement. We'll be right at least fifty percent right. of the time. Yeah, I mean, he's only played for us for you know eight months. Mm. Nickname, new nickname, BB. BB. There you go. Problem solved. Okay. Yeah, I just need the well, as long as he puts goals solved. in the, as long as he puts goals in the in the back of the net, I'll. I mean, I'll call him whatever he wants. So that's. That's uh, we digress. So that's by the way, like you've been harping on a left back for so long. I really felt like uh, CFC should have tagged you personally when they announced it, just to pacify you. Like this, this signing is for you. It's not only a left-footed left back, but they also uh, you you and him have the same alma mater. So I, I think yeah, it it really probably was a special moment when you saw that. Yeah. Um... I missed it. No, I missed the I missed the striker completely. Like I was I was in meetings, of course, and I come out and people are talking about a striker, and I'm, I have no idea what's going on. And then I scroll back through and I see that I missed uh, I missed uh, an announcement, which I tend to do. So, and I think I missed Cossacks. We're gonna really have to figure out how he pronounces his name, but Cossack. Cassick, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm Cossack, Cassick. Okay, we're going to figure that out. James, I apologize. James playing left back, I apologize uh, in advance. But if you're listening to this and you have listened to anything else we've done, this should come as no surprise. So we have a history of name butchery. Right. Then, well, in speaking of name butchery, we have a, a striker. And he will be wearing the number nine. So center forward, striker, number nine, Marcus Nagelstad. That's what I'm going with. Nagelstad, maybe Stad. I think that's, I think that's a solid, I think that's a, a proper, I think that's a good pronunciation. Nagelstad. Like, we're lucky. We've had Marcuses on the team in the past, so we're that's not too foreign to us. We right. can go with Marcus. Yeah. 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 So Marcus Nagelstad. No Nagelstad's on the team. Yeah, this is the first yeah. so Nagelstad. This guy, I mean, uh, yeah, this guy comes from uh, Hartford Athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he's played in the States. Looks like he's played in Norway. The good thing is it looks like he's scored goals everywhere he's been. Uh, last year, at it, once again, I mean, we, we're not that familiar because we're talking about third division soccer, and it's not like uh, the highlights are on Sports Center. Uh, last year, it looks like he had one goal in eight, eight appearances for um, – uh, Hartford Athletic, and you know we don't know if that was limited action because of when he joined or injury or not being selected to, to start or, or whatever. But 
Uh, aside from last year, last year was actually the least productive year if you uh, do like I do and shoot on his on the Wikipedia page. So, um, but looks like everywhere else the guy's been, he's scored. So, and he's I think 29. So he's going to bring uh, some experience, um, which is always good when a guy's been scoring uh, for, consistently over a long period of time. So putting the ball in the back of the net looks to be what this guy does for a living. Yep, and he he's been around. He's been around for a little bit. Like you said, he played in Norway and some uh, other places in the and States. And if we really want to get have fun with pronouncing things, we can run down the list of teams he's played for in Norway. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard pass from me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there there are several. So he's on uh, – you look him up on Transfer Marked, and uh, you can um, you can see his, his tenure. Again, yeah, he brings some experience and – under underfoot on transfer marked it says both so that's good he has both he has, he has he both has feet good, that's a he that's is good. one one point eight three meters uh center forward mm. w- with both feet so that's i mean that's a start that's a good start yep i think it's a good start both feet and he's one point eight three meters tall Hey, I, and I literally have no idea how tall that is. Do you know how many meters tall you are? No, 1.83 meters. That is six feet. Okay. So not a huge guy. No, not a huge guy. Not a huge guy. Uh, how many? So it looks like we still need about two or three more forwards to us before we get the season going uh, and still need some more, um, some more folks in that back line according to uh, our calculations from our previous podcast. But – Good yeah. to see we're getting uh, we're getting some move, some uh, moves of players coming in to fill those spots. We did have a, we did find out that a former player uh, landed uh, down in South Georgia at a Tormenta. Yep. Big shout out to uh, Clayton Adams, who will forever be etched in CFC history for that bomb of a goal he scored against the Cosmos. We want to wish him well from the four two three soccer pod. Um, and hope hope he. Uh, Gets a gets a shot down there, and I hope he hope he does great. So yeah, yep, and and he was the reason for probably my favorite tweet from the podcast account. So well, all I know it was my favorite. It was my favorite instant response from you from a goal being scored this year, as we were up in the press box when uh, <laughs> when he scored that goal, and <laughs> and I believe we looked at each other, and the next words out of your mouth were Clayton F and I. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's all. I, that's oh, all I could say. I mean, that was, and that was all. Yeah. Need, that's all that needed to be said uh, about that. Oh yeah, it was about that strike. That was. That was as a matter of fact, that was in the entire post-match podcast. Yeah, we didn't need to say anything else. That yeah. So nope, for, that was it. Yep, he'll be forever known for that. If uh, if you know whether if he ever comes back here to play or not. That's what that's what he'll be always known for. That on his off foot, right? That that's not his that's not his preferred foot either. On it was on his left. So he's taken his left foot and presumably his right foot down to Tormenta to play. And I hope he's I hope he's very successful down there and um and things go well for him. So yeah. Yeah, wish him well. Yep, so so that's really it for players. Like it like you know, like you said, we probably still need we may need uh I don't know if we need a third keeper or not, but you know, we, we only have two. We still need some people, probably a center back or two. We still need fullbacks. 
and uh, midfielders, we're we've got some, and we need some strikers. So I'm sure right now we're up to two, five, seventeen, eighteen players. So yeah, we're we probably need another well, six or seven. And that brings us to uh, our next topic, which is, and I don't know really how much we can speak on it because it hasn't happened yet. And, but coming up this weekend, we got two days of tryouts. One day of tryouts uh, is, is going to be at Finley Stadium, and the other day is going to be at um, Highland Park Commons. So I'm not sure which is on which day, but and, you know, every year, you know, there's there's players that come out and uh, try to prove themselves, and and you know, somebody is I, I'm convinced, and apparently it is uh, sold out. Um, there may be a spot or two open up. Uh, it sounds like, but for the most part, it's sold out, and I don't know what their limit was on players. But you know what? Somebody is going to do something special this weekend, I'm sure, and and really uh, make their case for uh, getting a contract uh, awarded to them. So I'm really, I really wish I could be there. Uh, my wife and I are going to be out of town this weekend, but uh, I really wanted to be there. I, they're is a local guy I know that's uh, going to be trying out. So um, I'm sure there's multiple local guys going to try out from both the uh, Chattanooga, Cleveland, and Dalton areas. So um, so wish those guys all the best this weekend. I mean, obviously it's a it's a really cool story if somebody can come in that's that's a local product and and uh, kind of make their mark and maybe win a contract. Yeah. So though I just pulled it up. There'll be two sessions, like you said, on February 21st. The first. 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then the that's at Finley. And then the second at Highland Park, 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Gates will open 30 minutes before each session to allow entrance to check in and warm up. I do not know about spectators. So I will try. If I can, I'm going to go um, and hopefully not get thrown out. So we'll see. Um, you can just you can just lurk on the other side of the fence. Yeah, I could, I could do that. So I'm gonna go take some pictures, try try to talk to some folks, see what see how people are doing. I mean that you know the you know the there were a couple of players who who were at the open tryout. Well, they I guess they were at the second they were at the second weekend of the invitational tryouts um, that ended up on the. Yeah, on the I team. haven't heard. Uh, have you have you heard if there's going to be an invitational tryout the following weekend? I, I don't see anything on it. I have not heard that. So I would assume that there will I be. I guess it's one of those things that if, if there's going to be a trial and it's by invitation, you'll get an invitation. Yeah. Yep. I assume, to announce it. I assume there will be. And I know that I know that we have, we have attended some combines and uh, probably will attend some more. I mean, that's where we, that's where we found Tate Robertson. And, you know, Jeremy was talking about that where he said that they, you know, that, they the coaches quickly kind of marked him as their top um prospect uh, out of that combine and went and got him so so yeah so we got Tate we got James and Marcus three and of course Phil D'Amico had we talked about Phil before as a new signing or I'm new not sure, but obviously obviously that man that is such a great thing to have him coming back I don't know if we talked about this or not but I'm excited to have two keepers that we know can start at this level and, and get the job done and to have them both pushing each other. Um, 
you know, I, I think that I think it's good for both keepers because, I mean, really, they're both still well. We know uh, Reddington is really young, but D'Amico is also young, and to have two young guys pushing each other, I think uh, that's just going to um, get the best out of them and and produce the best on the field for CFC. And if something go if something happens like an injury happens, I, I feel confident that the other could step in and uh and and do uh do a great job. So very happy to have him back. Did you see what number he's gonna be wearing? I did not notice that. Seventy seven. Because Well, I don't know if it's because, but if you've watched Juventus, there's a keeper for Juventus that wears number seventy seven. He's a fairly famous mm-hmm. Italian keeper. So you're saying that I don't know. I'm not saying Dimitri anything. Wearing 77, that he's the future Buffon. Yeah, Buffon, he's, he's basically the next Buffon, is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah. you know what? That's great. That's great for him and CFC. That probably means we we can command a hefty transfer fee when uh, <laughs> when Juventus calls. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think that's exactly what that means. We we'll, we will we will take nothing less than twenty five million euros. That so, sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think it's perfectly reasonable. So that's the new signings. Well, new slash uh, new ish signings. The returner with uh, and like you said, I really do. I'm really excited about having him come back and push Alec. And you know, I think you know the young keepers. Well, anyone really, young players need competition. And uh, well, well, I mean, let's. I mean, I'm just going to be honest here. I mean, when when you're telling me, and obviously, I don't think, uh, I don't. I mean, maybe he did, but I don't think he played in the last year, did he? D'Amico didn't play anywhere. No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Unless, unless he played, unless he played Sunday League, you know, when he was in Florida. Yeah, you know, but when I think about like peak. Uh, D'Amico, uh, then I don't see any reason why he's not going to be pushing for that top spot. Yeah, I'm not saying that he'll get it, and I'm not saying I'm just saying that he has the talent and he has the skill set to be a starter at CFC. And I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty much open audition uh, for the goal for the goalkeeper spot. I well, mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. I mean, we've seen them both at their peak, and they both have a little bit different skill set. Uh, and I'd say we're one, uh, one, ex, you know, one may have like certain deficiencies where the other one excels. Like just right off the top of my head, I think about, uh, the shot stopping ability of Reddington is I would rate as higher than D'Amico, but I mm-hmm. think D'Amico's distribution out of the back is, is better. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I think maybe D'Amico might be a little bit better, uh, at, you know, defending crosses and, and corners. But it, like I said, it just seems like where one may have slight deficiencies, the other excels, and it's going to be who put more of those pieces together in the since we've last seen them that I think is going to end up getting the job. Yeah, and I think the one thing about it is the person who gets the job, I think we can be confident that they were pushed and that they proved themselves, and we've got a good keeper back there. So – um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he's back. The only other thing, really, that came out this week uh, was the the news about the Open Cup. Did you see that? Well, the the quote unquote Open Cup, the Lamar Hunt Invitational slash Open Lamar Cup. Lamar Hunt Invitational, yes. Yeah. The not so Open Cup. 
So let's just start out with, okay, so are we going to talk about this, like how this pertains to NISA, I guess, or just how it pertains? So pretty much all the clubs, obviously, in MLS will get to get their shot at it because no. MLS. And no, you, you no, didn't. I thought all MLS squads are going to get it. Oh, no, uh-uh, no. No, it's, I think it's 24. I thought they only, I thought they only shaved to the... Was it the so they shaved even the the uh, I thought everything below MLS got shaved. No, they shaved. Mm-mm. So uh, there are twenty four teams that will be in the Open slash Lamar Hunt Invitational. So there'll be the uh-huh. Open Division, which are amateur teams. Thirty six uh, were invited to participate originally. Four of them will get in. I mean, that is some serious BS, but four of the 36 will get in. Uh, if you've, if you've not listened to the, the Knights podcast, they talked a little bit about, they had heard that maybe that the, and those four are going to be split up by region. So you might have a one team from the Southeast, one team from the West, one team from the East, one team from the Midwest or something like that. Four, four of the 36. Then there'll be, Four D three teams, two from NISA and two from League One. So out of the seventeen teams that are eligible in the D three uh, section, four will get in. And then of the the D two, which is the USL Championship, there are twenty four eligible teams. Eight will get in. And then the remaining eight will be eight of the 24 U.S.-based MLS franchises for your total of 24. So who are they picking out of MLS? I guess the conference champions. I don't know. Maybe the quarterfinal. They have a quarterfinalist. I mean, that would make sense. It's just the last eight, right? And you'll probably do the same thing for D2, right? The quarterfinalist from the USL playoffs. I don't know how they're going to pick the open division. I don't know if they're going to just pull them out of a hat. Um, I would imagine two the two teams from League One will be the teams that were in the final, which was uh, Greenville and Omaha, right? I mean, they didn't play the final. I don't know. I don't follow that league. (laughs) Um, So I I believe it was Greenville and Omaha. 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 I think Union, Onion, Omaha. Um, <laughs> okay, so Onion, Omaha, and yeah. Greenville. And Greenville. Um, the ch- so the, how are we selecting the Nisa teams? Um, Le Triomphe. <laughs> yes, of Ligue 1. yeah. Um, well, all of the other ones, except for the Open Division, have fairly straightforward selections. Then you get to but Nisa doesn't because Nisa, Nisa. yeah. So well, let's talk about Nisa. That's so Nisa, right? So Nisa has nine eligible teams, right? So that would be who is that? So that is Cal United, CFC, Detroit, LA, um, Maryland, New Amsterdam, New Amsterdam Stars. Uh, Does 1904 count? Maybe 1904 in Stumptown? Are those the nine? Yeah. Maybe? Even though they didn't play. Maybe? 
So nineteen oh four. So we can. So, that's nine. So we can eliminate. So well, we can yeah, eliminate nineteen oh four in Stumptown because the, they didn't yeah, play. Yeah. So for the fun, let's just go through and and talk about either give reasons for or against each of the clubs. Okay, so that, I'm gonna go with the against as in you didn't play. So right. nineteen oh four is out. Stumptown's out. Okay. Uh, the Cosmos doesn't exist anymore, so they're done. Um, <laughs> they're on so hi- now, they're on hiatus. So let's let's go well, with you the. Don't get to, you don't get to on a hiatus to come play. So <laughs> let's go. Out. Okay, so let's go back to the fall tournament and assume that the winner of the fall tournament is one of the two. Is that fair? Sure. I mean, it's as it's fair. Detroit. It's as fair as anything, right? So we put and Detroit you, right, and so and if you use the final, then the other team, Oakland, isn't is here gone. anymore. So they're they're out. Right. So then but, let's go back to the semifinals. Right, so the other two teams that were in the semifinals were LA Force and Chattanooga. So, Todd, do you have a case for LA? Uh, I don't have a good case for LA, other than that I thought they were very impressive. Uh, I thought they were an impressive squad that uh, just kind of gassed in the tournament. And I think if they'd have had a, maybe a, a proper build up to the tournament, uh, then maybe. Uh, they would have actually performed even better than what they did. But overall, I was impressed with the talent on the field. Yeah, uh, I thought, you know, in their game um, against uh, CFC, I mean, CFC were down a man and then, but still had to defend for it seemed like ages. They all they did was defend against, you know, and they were a man up. So mm-hmm. um, LA really impressed me. Yeah, know, from a, a perspective of like, what did they do? Uh, to to earn a spot, I really don't have anything for that other than I just thought that they were impressive, and I think they would actually, if, if somehow through fate they, you know, were the representative of Nisa, I, I think they would show well. Yeah, and you have like an East Coast West Coast, then right? You've got one from the East, the one from the West, if that matters. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that angle, but if if that's something that. Um, Nisa decided to do was would have a show for you know one yeah. from each conference, then you you could probably uh, make that argument. Yeah, because they would be. I think they would be the the team from the West, unless. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. So now CFC. So I think I think this is a I think this is an easy one for you to make. So go go ahead, make the case for. Well, for. I, I think, you know, they, we quote unquote won the East in the regular season, all four games we played. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were a semifinalist and head to head, we beat LA. I can, in, I can understand that argument in the group stage. So one, we want, we were the top seed from the East. We made it to the semifinals. So we're one of the top four teams. We've already talked about the other three semifinalists. And if you're comparing us to LA in the tournament, we beat them. So if you're focusing just on the tournament as your source, then that would be my case for, for us in the tournament. So I'm going to make the case quickly for, um, for the stars. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. They completely trounced Detroit city in the opener. Yeah. 
and that's it. And that's, that's, it. that's my only <laughs> that's my only argument for. Did they? Um, my argument against is that, my argument against is the entire rest of the tournament. So wait a minute. Did they? They and the, probably and the disqualification is the behavior of uh, of George. Um, that's a, that's the final like uh, the straw right there for the DQ. But do you think they would have been at the top of the of the uh, card table? Of the disciplinary action table, George himself could have been at the top <laughs> of the disciplinary table. So they they were they received the most red cards of the tournament, I think, right? Probably. We're I mean, even if they didn't, we're going to say they did. And uh, yeah, I can't think of a reason to uh, for them to be the team. Well, when you're looking to win all facets of the game, then red cards is one of those facets. So yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, so. On the disciplinary record chart, they're probably at the top. I don't really – I can't think of anything else. I mean, they beat us in the regular season. They beat Detroit in the tournament. You know. So uh, can, but, you make a, can you make an argument for anybody else? Can you make an argument for Cal United? Well, okay. So, uh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I – th- wait, just okay, wait a second. Okay. Let, we'll get to we'll – get to, I want Cal United to be last because it's got the most intriguing uh, case. Mm-hmm. So – Okay. So, can you make a case for Bobcats? Uh, I like Evan. I like Evan. All right. So, there's. I mean, I think that's to be. I like. Uh, I like their mission statement. Yeah. I like their. Uh, I like their kits. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they got a quality side, and I think they're going to do really big things. Uh, I do not believe the U.S. Open Cup committee looks at any of those for criteria in getting into the tournament. Nor do I think Nisa will. So, I don't think that's going to help them. And. They also go by MD Bobcats. I mean, that's you know that's going after the Gen Xers. I mean, not Gen Xers. That's me. That's, that's old people. Uh, Gen Z. Well, if we're going to talk about a team that deserves to get in based on the uh, based on who they're targeting for their audience, then that we got to make the case for the Teamsters. Oh yeah. Well, um, Teamsters. Although not, they didn't, although they didn't play, and their eligible. social media presence is underwhelming and slightly annoying as well as their team name being really annoying, but they changed that because they're targeting a new audience and has nothing to do with any sort of legalities with New Jersey Teamsters with an S versus with a Z. Okay. So then the only two teams we have left, uh, New Amsterdam and Cal United. So mm-hmm. can you make a case for New Amsterdam? No. They played their, what do you mean? They had their, their owner played keeper. Hello. Yeah, I didn't consider that, and, and they did have a. And didn't they? Uh, didn't they beat the Cosmos in the Independent Cup? I think they drew. They drew. That's a win in my book. Yeah, they did give up seven goals to the Bobcats. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot. Of goals. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't really have. I I do like their commitment to the all black uniforms. I think they look really good. Yeah. And oh, and I really like the fact that you know they are playing a lot of young local talent. Yeah. Um, and that's that's you know part of their deal. Uh, you look up and down that roster; they're playing academy kids, and and when you consider the youth that they're playing at versus some of the teams in the league that they're playing, it, it kind of puts the results in in the proper lot. And once again, uh, it may not have came off uh, that good this year. Uh, but in years to come, I really look for that to develop. So, but the automatic dis- automatic disqualifier for me is the soccer ball on the right side of their logo is misaligned. 
And until they fix that, I do not believe they should represent NISA in the U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, we it. all have opinions on on uh, whether whether having balance on one's crest is important. And we know where you stand on this. Yes, it's. I mean, it's if, uh, the U.S. Open Cup committee stands uh, stands with you or against you. I don't know. All right, I, Cal United. Cal United. So here, here you go. Cal United won the Fall Nineteen Showcase in the West. How many games of the Fall Showcase? I don't know. We only played. F- I don't know how many it was. The East winner was Miami. They're gone. Okay, but I think it was two games. <laughs> Which is only so, okay. What else did they? Hold on, hold on. What else did they do? What else did they do? Uh, um, they have Taco Bell on their shirts. Live um, Moss. Yeah, they live Moss. They're the only club that's living Moss. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and I really like their stadium too. Yeah, their stadium's neat. They have teal jerseys. Which is the de- which is wow, we're getting desperate. So, so they so again they won we, we, in terms of winning something. The only the only two teams who have won something who are still involved with the league, Detroit won the fall tournament in twenty twenty, and Cal United won whatever I think it was called the showcase, won the fall nineteen showcase in the West, I believe. So that's that's the only case I can make for for Cal United. All right, now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how I actually think this is gonna go. I think it's gonna go. Detroit's gonna get the team. I think Chattanooga is gonna get the team, and I think we know why. Without even at number one, Detroit's justified it on the field, obviously by winning the tournament at the end of the year, uh, and but I think. When you look at the at the rest of the contenders, if you want to call it that, Chattanooga has the best um, uh, the best resume to go, but they also have the best of everything else uh, off the field. Uh, they have the most name recognition. Uh, they have the better stadiums. They have or stadium and amenities, and and it's it's what NISA wants to showcase. Uh, let's just be honest. I think that's. If you want to look at the clubs that NISA really want to push, I mean, Chattanooga is one of them. So uh, that's why I think they're going to get the nod. Yeah. And and I'll say this too. Number one, it's a, it's a bunch of crap what they're doing with the Open Cup this year. However, the fact that these teams in these lower divisions are automatically going to have the best chance they've ever had of reaching, like, the final, okay. I really I understand it's still very unlikely, but this is the best chance they're ever going to have. The fact that they're automatically in the final twenty-four teams. Yeah. So get this. So this is kind of an unprecedented opportunity for these teams. Yeah, but it's the 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 BS of this tournament's not over. You may not know this. So so basically, we've decided really that of all of the, I mean, Detroit has the best case. They've got a lock case, right? So they are one. Everybody else has a fairly weak case for the number two. I mean, there's nobody really. I say that, but I think Chattanooga's, I think Chattanooga's Well, there's some who are weaker. I mean, like the. The, the strongest, the strongest weak case. Yes, the strongest. I, I believe, I think so. And and we're biased, but, you know, sue us. 
So there are, I think, I think, right. I think CFC's got the stronger of the, the strongest of the weak cases. Um, I mean, Cal United won something, I guess, but it was a, I don't, I don't know. LA Force, I don't see a reason why you pick them over us unless it's East Coast, West Coast stuff. That's the only reason. Like you want to, you want to have teams on both coasts. Well, I mean, Detroit's not on the coast, but you know what I mean. Um, one, both conferences. Yeah, that's what the, yeah. So, but outside of that, I think CFC's got the the least weak case. I would just put it that way. So the other BS that you need to know is that they have contingency plans for the opening rounds. So by March 29th, that that's the date. If by March 29th that they determine that the conditions are going to be okay to play the opening round on May 4th and 5th, then they will go forward. If they do not, if they feel in late March, this is a month, over a month before the, the, the first round is scheduled to take place, if by March 29th they are not sure that they can play the opening round, then they cut it from 24 to 16. And who is 16 that get mixed? And this is who, how, this, who the, uh, I'm sorry, the eight that gets mixed. So this is, and this is how, so all eight MLS are still in, of course. Of course. They cut everybody else in half. So D2 goes from eight to four. So they'll just take the semifinalists, right? D3 goes from four to two. And now Nisa only gets one. That'll be Detroit. I don't know what League One does because they didn't play a championship. So they're going to have to flip a coin or, or no, I guess I know. I'm sorry. I guess they determined they gave Greenville the championship in League One. So it'll be Greenville. So Greenville and Detroit would be those two. And then the 36 teams now gets dropped to two in the open division. So my question is, is has there been any uh, any discussion about where these games will be played? No. Is like, it still going to go to the to the to the lower uh lower seed or the lower the smaller market or the- Uh I do not it does not say specifically where uh where the where the matches will be played. It, it now it does say that if if they cancel the opening round and have to split it in half, well not split it in half, go from twenty four to sixteen. If then they can't play the sixteen, then t- the t- the the invitational tournament is canceled. Excuse me, the Open Cup. Well, that's a dream scenario for MLS if they can get the Open Cup canceled uh, two years in a row. <laughs> Well, I hope, I mean, you know, I hope it doesn't get canceled. I hope they, I hope that we can play the first, hope we can play the first round, but yeah. So yeah, that'd be great. And it'd be, it'd also be great to be able to, to draw a, a big club to Chattanooga in that first round. Uh, well, I the, think the, on the flip side of that, the, the sucky part would be if that scenario were to play out, the sucky part would be that, you know, the stadium would be capped at a relatively low number. Yep. And I'm pretty sure uh, it doesn't really say here, but I, I would be willing to bet that what's going to happen since there are 24 teams, all 12 aren't going to. I mean, there aren't all 24 aren't going to play the first round, right? Why wouldn't they? 
Well, then you go from 24 to 12. Yeah, and then to 6. 12 to 6. six. So what that doesn't do, work. Would they take, would they take uh, so, 8 4? So if you no. take the eight teams – no, this is what they do. They take the eight team, the so MLS just goes through. They don't play the first round. The other 16 teams play each other, and then you've got eight and eight, and you've got 16. So – we will the, probably what's going to happen because you're not supposed to play a team in your own division, for, you know, right that first round. So basically, they're going to map. They're going to match each USL Championship team will play either a NISA team, a League One team, or an Open League team, and then the winners of those will then play an MLS squad in the. Uh, well, that makes that makes 16. the most sense. I, I would. Yeah, that probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, but still, I kind of hold out hope that it's it's going to happen, and and I'm going to try not to be cynical and and be like MLS is trying to scuttle the whole thing, although I secretly believe they are. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I think I think we will I think we will see CFC in the tournament. Um, that that's my guess. But but we'll we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. And if Nisa comes out and they're like, you know, we want one team from from uh, each division and it ends up being, you know, LA or, or, uh, Cal United. I mean, I can't really argue with that too much. I don't think. So the quarterfinals, so that means for the, um, that means the teams that would be eligible for the, uh, the, the championship would be Reno, which, um, doesn't exist. Doesn't anymore. exist. <laughs> Phoenix, uh, El Paso, New Mexico, Louisville, St. Louis, which doesn't exist, uh, Tampa Bay, and Charleston. So they've got to come wow. up with two more what, teams. One of the one of the leagues we've talked about tonight doesn't seem very stable, does it? <laughs> so they've got to come up with two more teams as well. They got to figure out, and I don't know. I don't know what they do there. I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't really care how they. I mean, I think it'd be cool, like you know, CFC versus Charleston. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think that'd be a. I think it'd be a great matchup to have yeah. um, have CFC match up against any of the championship teams. I think that'd be. Think that'd be a good show. Mm-hmm. Char- Charleston wouldn't be a bad trip. Louisville would be wouldn't be that far. I mean, all things considered. No, and and we could have a a a reunion of sorts, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I guess. No, plus I mean I don't know their their stadium's not built yet, is it? The new one. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Family. What is it called? Family. I don't know. It's nice though. I mean, it's nice. Yeah, so it is. if. That would be. I mean, if You'll if they never get an MLS team, but it's nice. If they took, if they allowed spectators, that'd be a nice trip. I mean, Louisville's not bad. It's a nice stadium. I'd be tempted. It's a nice drive too. Uh, yeah, it's nice not too bad from here to Louisville. Yeah, it's not too bad. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really know if there's anything else. I mean, the the there was a little bit of hubbub about PSLs in uh, at Charlotte. Oh do, yeah. Do you care about that? I don't know. It's it. You know what? It just further it. it by the way, we're talking about PSL, not PLS. So that yeah. uh, this stands for uh, personal, personal seat license. Uh, was personal seat license? Yeah. So I guess in layman's terms, it is you're buying your right to purchase a seat. But what it boils down to is they're collecting a nice little fee from you. Yeah. And 
just pocketing the money for no good reason. Right. You have to uh, pay this. Really way to put it. You have to pay the money in order to buy the ticket that is for that seat. So you have to pay oh, for the I'll seat. Tell you, I'll tell you exactly what it is. You know what? College football fans will get this one. You have to make a donation to the school to right. buy the season ticket. Yeah, it's the me? same. That's what we're talking about. It's, yeah, uh, uh, except right. except the PS the P, PSL is not a donation. It's technically right. something well, you do and, own too. It's also because yeah. I think you can sell yeah. it. Like I think once you right, and it's a one time. Yeah, yeah. So like it, so for college football, it's every year. So, but it's similar to that where you have to give the donation at different levels to get access to different types of seats for college football. Like back in the day when I had season tickets to Alabama, I was in the cap, the Crimson Club, I think, I can't remember. So I had to pay a certain amount of money up front for my two tickets for the ability to buy two season ticket packages. So, well, and, 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 so that's the best way to explain it. But on the flip side, it's just it, it's just it just looks bad. It's and icky. It's, it's something that's like I think all NFL teams have it. Oh yeah. And this is just more fingerprints of like NFL. Oh yeah. Uh, on MLS, and you know they're the only MLS team to do this. Uh, and the team doesn't even exist yet, and it seems like they're already doing so many things wrong. And it just and there's so much soccer. You know, I tweeted about it today. There's just so much other soccer in and around the Charlotte area. I mean, there's Stumptown, there's um, uh, Charlotte Eagles, uh, there's Queen, there's another, there's a new team called Queen City that's a uh, UPSL team. Uh, what, what else is the Charlotte Independents? Where I mean, you can maybe not support that team because of their ownership, but I mean, they're still there. There's a multitude of other ways to support in that town, and so to have, you know, not for long, and MLS team come in and yeah, not for long. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true, but uh, it's just it's just more kind of gro- you know corporate grossness. Uh, but you know, I'll I'll I'll, and, I'll and admit, a, and I can say whatever I want to about it, and I know people are going to pay it. I know they're going to pay it. Yeah, some will. But you know, I'll admit to being a little surprised. I don't follow MLS, and I don't really know a lot about you know the runnings of e- each of those franchises or whatever you call them. Um, but I'm a little surprised that this is the first. PSL in MLS. I mean, with the, I agree. with the number of NFL owners in MLS, I'm a little surprised. I would have I would have assumed. As a matter of fact, I did assume because when they said that they were doing a PSL, it did not even register to me that that would be something that would be controversial. It's just what I expect out of you, you know, out of American sports. So I did not realize right. until I saw the backlash that okay, this is clearly something that's not done in MLS, which is okay. But I was a little—I mean, I—I I was surprised because I just assumed that they had them, and some of the some of the Charlotte folks are not happy. Yeah, there's definitely some disgruntled folks over there, but I mean, at the same time, it's you know. It doesn't really surprise me, but too, I would think that you could probably read the room and the economic environment that that everybody's in, and to gouge people for yeah. an extra five hundred dollars or whatever it's going to be. I mean, think about how many people. Number one, that were regular season tickets are pretty much out of reach, and now to make sure they're out of reach, you tack on this extra five hundred dollar fee, and I don't I don't know if that's a per seat. 
Do you know if that's a per seat? Yeah, it should be. Normally it is. So, okay, so like to a family of four, like you just raised the cost of season tickets this year $2,000. I mean, that's just wild. Yeah, it's gross. But I, yeah, it's, All right, it's, well, it's I don't really have anything else to talk about tonight. Other I don't than either. I'm, I'm really ready for this. I'm really ready to kind of get into the season and have some real stuff to talk about, you know, some – some real the meat of the season and i mean we got the tryouts coming up this weekend and i know we're getting closer it still just seems like it's just been so long yeah well but still we managed to talk about nothing for about 50 minutes well it's we're basically the seinfeld of podcast what can I say? <laughs> that's right that's right well todd uh, again remind the folks where they can find you on the on the interwebs uh, you can find me at Great Footballer on Twitter, and we're also on Facebook if you do that kind of thing. Yep. You can find me at Chattagooner on Twitter. You can find the podcast at 423SoccerPod. You can find the show anywhere you find really good podcasts. We are also there. It's true. We're right there beside them. Right there beside them, uh, much to their chagrin. But until we see yeah. you again, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, the there, uh, the cheeky goal.